Hey guys, hey, hey, good morning, y'all. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, we are in our new youth room. Uh, it's our hangout for our teenagers, our 610 teens. And I uh, got some carpet balls, some bumper pool, foosball, video games. And, and we got this cool TV, so it makes it easy for me to record in here. So I'm gonna try to record in here and see how that goes. I'll work on the lighting and try to perfect that as we go forward from here. But um, I, hope, I hope things are going well in your life. I hope we are waiting on God's timing because that is like the most critical thing and, and sometimes the hardest thing because as humans, we want to go, we want to run, we want things to happen now, we want it our way, we want it faster. And God does not move like that. He does not move in our timing at all. I mean, to God, he's precise, he's exact, and his timing is always perfect. So in our hearts, in our minds, we know we want things to happen, but, but ultimately, ultimately we know God knows best. And his timing is going to be perfect. He knows when we need what we think we need. Trust me, he does. He knows exactly. And he may not do it the way you think, but he will do it better. Always does, always has, always will. Bank on it, trust in him, you're gonna be fine. So, I'm a little sad. Well, first of all, I wanna just share with you a couple slides. We had our block party this last week at the church building, because the church is the people, we all know that, right? And uh, we had a great group of people show up. It's a community block party, for those of you who kinda of wondering what in the world this is all about. But um, we invite our neighborhood, we invite the police come over, and sometimes the fire department shows up and we just have fun, we get to mingle with people, get to know some new people in our community, and uh, just have a great time with the community. Block party, had a good time. Get in the game, we just finished this series, I'm a little sad we're gonna leave it, bye bye. Uh, and I hope, I hope we're in the game, I hope we're getting in the game, like more and more all the time, because there's no better place to be than on the field, taking up our position, in the game, serving the Lord, and just in the action. I don't know about you, grew up playing sports, but I don't want to sit on the bench. I, I don't go on a team to sit on the bench. I don't think any of you do as well. We want in the game, we want in the action. So bring that same attitude to your faith. Bring that to your to the kingdom of God and say, God, here I am, put me in the game, God, put me in the game and get in there and do whatever it is God wants you to do. Take some risks, steal some bases, like don't steal stuff, but you know, take some risks, go, go after it, do some new things. Let God just show you where he wants you. And trust me, he will put you exactly where he wants you. Well, today we're gonna start a new series called When God Steps In. And I love this series because because this is so important for us right now. You know, we're coming off of COVID. There's still this like fluctuation of, oh, it's peaking. Oh, it's settling. Oh, take the mask. Oh, put the mask on. Oh, get one vaccine. I'll get two vaccines. I'll get a third vaccine. You know, all this craziness is going on. But we're slowly coming out of it. We're not wearing our masks quite as much as we were. And um, what we need more than anything is, is God to step into our world, step into our nation, and step into our own life. 
We, we need God in our life. We just need God in our life. We need to line ourselves up with him and move along with him. When the Lord steps in, a whole lot of stuff begins to happen. Trust me, if, if you're not in the Lord, if you don't know the Lord and you're just living your life, doing what you want, you're just going to go through life and do your thing. And you might have a, a pretty decent life as a human being on the planet. You might. But when you decide to let God in, because God wants in. He is knocking at every heart on the planet. And if you open that door and say, God, I want you to be a part of my life. When God steps into your life, man, he brings with him power. And so much more, but power displayed in so, so many ways. Like God brings into your life, and, and non-believers, they don't have this. They do not have access to these things that God brings when he comes, when he steps into your life, when you invite him into your life, and you give yourself to God, and you, you make a conscious decision to say, I'm going to live God's way. I'm going to do things God's way. I'm going to get on God's team and get in the game for God. And I'm going to live my life for the Lord because he made me and he loves me. And when you do that, he brings with him into your life these things. He brings peace. He brings comfort. He brings direction and discernment. He brings clarity. He brings vision. He brings forgiveness. And he brings so much more. Like when God steps in, truly, this is the truth. When God steps in, miracles truly happen. Things will happen in your life that you never dreamed will happen. Some of them are big and obvious and you're just like, man, that is God all the way. And everybody notices it and everybody can see it. Like doctors will say, we have no idea how you don't have cancer because a month ago, you had cancer and now it's gone. You know, when, God, when those things happen and you just know, you know what, there's no explanation. It's God did this. Some of them are big and some of them are obvious and some of the miracles though are not that big. They're, they're powerful, but they're powerfully from within you. They can't be seen by the human eye, but they are felt and noticed by your soul. You know that God did something in your life or God did something in your situation or in your circumstances that you can't explain and no one else can and they think you're crazy if you told them, but you know and I know that it was God who did it. Psalms, Psalm 77, 14, look what it says. It says, you are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength among your people. And so today, what I'd like to share with you is what is, what is at work when God steps into your life? Like what exactly, over the next bunch of weeks, we're going to just dig into this from different angles. What is actually happening? What is at work when God steps into your life? And then what happens when God steps into your life? Because he truly is bigger than your circumstances. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're battling, whatever you're dealing with, God is bigger than that. He is way bigger than all of it. 
He is greater than your biggest mountain that you might face. He is more powerful than any element on the earth, any disease, any sickness, any bondage or addiction. God is bigger and greater and stronger and able to conquer and help you have victory over any of it. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The God who now has come to live in you, that you invited in, that you were immersed into Jesus in, and now he lives in you, that God of all creation is greater than just you in this world. And he's alive and working in you, and God can do anything, anything. When God steps in, I gotta tell you, great things happen. And so we're going to begin in the very beginning, and we're going to kind of take some sections of scripture throughout the Bible along the next bunch of weeks. But I want to start in the very, 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 very beginning, the very beginning. And, and would you want to share this and, and just think about this with me? It's, it's Genesis chapter one, Genesis chapter one. I want to read this uh, with you and just think about what is going on here in creation. So I'm going to read this chapter and uh, just sit back and kick back and just listen to the mighty power of God. Just, just let that soak in. Try to remove any distractions and just listen to the word of God as I read it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so, and God called the expanse in the sky, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters, let the water under the sky be gathered in one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so, God called the dry ground land and the, and he get, and the gathered waters he called the seas. And God saw that it was all good. Verse 11, then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees and the land that bear fruit with the seed in it, according to their own various kinds. And it was so, the land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kind and trees bearing fruit with seed in it, according to their kind. And God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as a sign to mark seasons and the days and the years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so, and God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. 
And God said, let the waters teem with living creatures and let the birds fly above the, the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God gathered the, the creatures of the, of the sea and every living and moving thing which, with which the water teems according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, live livestock, creatures that move along the ground and wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kind, the livestock according to their kind, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kind. And God saw that it was good. And then God said, let us make man in our image. And in our likeness, let him rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth and over all, create, all the creatures that move along the ground. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made. And it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. What, a, what, an, amazing, what an amazing visual of creation Genesis 1 is for us. It's amazing how God, God just is able to do way more than you and I could ever think or imagine or hope. I mean, the power that is not just in the hands of God or the, the being of God or, or all of who God is, but, but just his words. God is able to just speak things into existence. That is incredible power. Think about that power. That is incredible when it comes to all of creation. We think about each day that God made things, right? Minute by minute, God begins to create what is here that we see. But get this, in the beginning, in the beginning, we're going to look at these first two verses. In the beginning, there is nothing that is associated to us on the planet and our little, our little world, our little universe. There is nothing. That is nothing of shape, nothing of form. It's just space. When God existed before we were ever a thought. And here's what the, the verse one and two say. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the water. So this is the order in which things happen. So in the beginning, in the beginning, God creates, in the beginning meaning, it, our beginning meaning time as you and I know it. Because God is from before beginning. There is no time with God. We live in time. And one day we're going to exit time and we're going to enter eternity. So in eternity, it's God. There's no beginning for us. 
and there's eternity on the other end. But now God decides that he's going to create our little world, our little galaxy, our little universe, and, and our little planet. And so in the beginning of our time, when God began to do this work, there is nothing before that. That, that we could know of. It's just dark expanse. And what happens is God creates, he begins to mold and shape earth and heaven. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that there's this dark black hole out there? Just this dark black hole out there, like in the middle of space. Just, just utter space. Whatever's there, we, we don't really know at this time. There is no you, there is no me, there is no Adam, there's no Eve, there's no cat, there's no dog, there's no unicorn. It's just, it's just darkness. It's just darkness. In the expanse of the, the, the universe, it's just darkness. And then God stepped in. God stepped in. Like he was always there, but when it comes to you and me and, and the human race and our existence, we weren't there. It was just God. And then God begins to create and he, he steps into our world. He brings us into his. He creates us and allows us to be a part of all that he is and who he is. He steps in and minute by minute, day by day, he begins to create, he begins to fashion first the blob of the earth. The scripture says it's formless, it's empty, and darkness covers it all, right? The earth. And then the boundaries of heaven. He begins to create the earth, heaven, the heavens and the earth. He begins to mold and to shape this like, like a blank canvas, right? The artist begins his work. God takes nothing and he begins to create this beautiful work of God's. Then light comes into the picture, right? It separates the darkness. And then waters from below, waters above. Then waters from dry ground he creates. And vegetation and stars and the sun and the moon. And, and then the sea creatures and the livestock and the creatures that move along the ground. And then he creates you and he creates me, us, the human race. In his image, he made them, the scripture says, male and female. In the very beginning... We were just a twinkling in God's eyes. Darkness, void, empty. And then God, God decides, I'm going to create an earth and some heavens around it. And I'm going to fashion and create this planet for my people that are gonna be made in my image to live on and to dwell in and God steps in and he creates everything. And here we are, you and I, thousands of years later, with all of our wonders and all of our warts. Here we are, year 2021. God steps in. When he does, he brings with him incredible power. It is unleashed the, 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 the wonder-working power of God is like 
unleashed on, on anything that he touches, on anything that he aims at, whatever God wants to do, he is able to do the impossible, the creating, working power of God. And that power, here's the thing about this, that creative power that God used to make everything, to make the trees and the sea and the sky and the moon, all of it, everything, that power is at work in you and me who believe in Jesus. That power is at work in us. That is incredible power that God is alive and working in us. And I know we may feel like, you know, I don't feel like that power, that huge, that's a lot of power. I don't feel like that power is like in me. Well, I gotta tell you, it is. When you connect to Jesus and he puts his spirit in you, when you think about the incarnation, Jesus becoming a human being, that alone is craziness, right? Because now we got all of God living in this person named Jesus. I mean, come on, that, that would just explode anybody, right? To have all the power of God living in this person named Jesus, just exploding. It's like so much dynamic power. How could he, Jesus even contain? Well, he did. He walked on the earth. He did things. God's power was, was, was specifically geared for Jesus. And now God's power, that Holy Spirit that lived in Jesus, is living in those who love God and have given their lives to Christ. He is living in us. And so we have this like conduit of power coming from God, filling our lives, working and living in you and me who believe. Man, all of creation, there was nothing. And then God stepped in. That is so incredibly powerful. Now, I want to just share with you two other things that, that happen when God goes to work in us. Two things that happen when God steps into our life. First one is in Romans chapter one, the wrath of God. Here's a passage of scripture. Paul is speaking to the Romans and Paul is going to share some powerful information right now. And there's bad news and there's good news. That's that's how the gospel is, right? The gospel we know is the good news, but the only reason we have to have this good news is because there's bad news, right? Evil has taken over the planet. That's the bad news. The good news is God has stepped in. So for every piece of bad news, God has the answer with good news. And so we gotta be careful. You know, as Christians, we should be well-balanced people. We, we don't need to just Blind, put the blinders eyes on and, and just walk around into stuff, like just thinking that everything is wonderful and good and beautiful and great. It's good that you think that way. It's good to think that way. But, but a well-balanced person doesn't just think that way. A well-balanced person also understands that there is a lot of ugliness and there's a lot of evil in this world and I'm gonna keep my eyes open and I'm gonna be aware of that. And so I just think, that the smart way to live is realizing there is bad news, there's evil in the world. I see it, there it is, it's around us. But God has an answer for it and that is considered the good news. And so I'm, I'm gonna try to live a balanced life. There's some people that just walk around with their head in the clouds singing about how awesome God is and talking about his mushy love. That's true. But the only reason Jesus came and died on a cross is because of the bad stuff, the evil that is on the planet too. So 
be a well-balanced person. And Paul's going to share this passage. Look what he says. The wrath of God. Now, that's not good news, right? The wrath of God. Boom. Fire, brimstone. God is going to bring judgment. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness. That's bad news, man. That's evil stuff. And all wickedness of people. This isn't just stuff. This isn't just like things that are evil. People, human beings are evil and wicked, God says. Don't put your blinders on and just, just think everything's wonderful and all people are good. No, some people are evil. Some people are just wicked. The devil has got a hold of them and they are bent on evil. They don't love God at all. They're trying to corrupt whatever they can. Who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Oh man, this stuff is going on in our world right now. In our nation, this is going on. Wicked people, godless people who are suppressing the truth of God and what is right for all people by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, like God has showed us that he is real and he can be trusted and that he made it all. God has already showed us this. But check out what Paul says, verse 20. For since the creation of the world, there it is. The creation of the world, just look around. In the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities... His eternal power and divine nature, the things we don't see about God, that power have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. He's saying, look around at the heavens. Look around at the earth. Look around at the stars. Look at what God has made. Look and see that God has made something powerful for us. So here's the truth, number one, that I want to show it to you. The creative power of God is at work when God steps in. When God steps in, he brings with him this creative power. Able to create anything. I mean, he made the stars and the sky and everything that we just read about in Genesis 1. He can make whatever he wants. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna let God work in us and around us, in God's timing. And we're going to line our life up with his timing. Just work with God. Trust God. It doesn't matter what Bible character you look at in the scripture. Every one of them had to learn this. Let God do it his way. Because he knows best. He knows what's greatest. If you just force the issue and you get what you want, you're going to mess it all up. Let God work in his timing. Let him do it his way. The complexities of creation God has made. That is the creative power of God when you just think about creation. Everything is in its place. Everything is at the right distance. Everything is right we don't walk around like with an extension cord. Everything I've got here, all the electricity, everything has an extension cord. I know we got Wi-Fi nowadays and we got, you know, these kinds of things to kind of be able to power things up or, or get a signal in the air and we figured that out. But we don't walk around with an extension cord plugged to us. You think about the human body. 
We are a wonder. The eyeball, like what it's able to do, our nervous system, what it's, our brain, how it works like a computer, all of these complexities that God has made. Men are without excuse. When you just look around and see what God has done. I don't know if you fly much, but if you fly during the day and you're up there and maybe you get up above the clouds and it's just so beautiful and the clouds are below you and you gotta get a feel of what it's like from, from God's perspective. And you get through the clouds and you see like the cities and the states and you see all the little cars driving around. We're so small when you're in an airplane, aren't we? You look down and you go, wow, we are so tiny. God has made it all. Like, it's incredible. If you fly at night and you get above the clouds and you just see the clear sky and the, the stars and all that stuff as you look out the window, it's always fascinating. You look down and you see all the blinking lights of the cities and cars driving from such a long distance. It's like, man, God is so good. This is like his perspective, only even more so. Like he, 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 he spoke it all into existence. God did. He created it all. This is the God that we love. The one who made everything. Look, Isaiah wrote, verse 40, 26 said, Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength. Not one of them is missing. Not one of them is missing. See, God, he knows even the stars. He knows where everything is. He put it all in place. He knows it all. You know, I mean, if there is somebody walking into your bedroom, like if you're a fairly neat person, even maybe if you're not, you know where everything is. And if you set a room up or you, you've done something, your office, something like that, you walk in and something's out of place, you know it. They, they may not think you'll ever notice it, but you do. Right? You're like, hey, somebody moved my book. Somebody's been in here. My, you know, this has been turned or the volume's not at the right place or whatever. Maybe in your car or something. That, that's God. God knows every little detail about everything, including you. He made it all. He brings it all into being because he is amazing and he is God. And he's crazy good like that. In the very beginning, in the very beginning, we're, we're just this like, like this little twinkling of nothingness. And God speaks everything into existence. The creative power of God is at work in you and all around you when God steps in. Secondly, uh, I want to just share this with you. Do you remember the story in Luke chapter 8? It's a story about the woman uh, with the issue of blood. So this woman's sick. She's been here sick for 12 years. She's been to all the doctors. Nobody, nobody can help her. Nobody can heal her. Nobody. And so Jesus is coming to town and she must have heard some things about Jesus. She may have seen the work of Jesus. We don't know, she's got an issue of blood. She's probably not supposed to be near people or around crowds. She's supposed to keep her distance because she's considered unclean. Well, Jesus is on the way to Jairus' house. So what happens is this ruler comes to Jesus 
And he says, Jesus, my daughter, she's 12 years old. She's dying at home. Please, he falls on his face. He falls at Jesus' feet and he begs Jesus, please, Jesus, come to my house so that you can heal her. And Jesus is like, let's go. And they're on their way. And that's when this woman in Luke 8 comes and has her encounter with Jesus. Well, she's off to a distance for, for a bit, and she sees and knows Jesus is coming. She hears he's coming. And she's thinking, maybe prior to this, she's thinking, if I just, if I could just touch Jesus, if I could get, somehow get close enough to touch him, I know that I will be healed. And so Jesus is on his way to Jairus' house. This woman fights her way through the crowd, right? And she she gets close enough to Jesus and she reaches out and she touches Jesus. She touches just like, just like his clothes. Believing, if I touch him, power, the power of God will heal me. And Jesus, when this happens, Jesus in the thick of the crowd, pushing their way through, feels her touch feels her touch because it was a bump or a touch like no other touch. This was not the touch of passing strangers bumping into each other. This was not the touch of his disciples trying to maybe like be his bodyguard protecting him as they went through the crowd. This touch had intent and purpose flowing through the touch. She came to him with purpose. She came to Jesus with intent. She knew exactly what she wanted, and she was going to go after it in Jesus. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with going after it. If this is what you want, this is what you know you need. It's not selfish, but it's like, this is what, God, God, do this for me, please. There is nothing wrong with going at Jesus full bore. As long as you remember, it's about his timing, not ours. And so she goes at him and she touches his cloak and he knows somebody has touched him. And the disciples are like, looking around going, Jesus, I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't, it wasn't me. I, I'd not touch you in any weird way. Okay. It wasn't me. Jesus turns around. He felt that he had been touched and he said, who touched me? And they're like, Looking at each other like, it wasn't me, I didn't do it. Did you do it? I didn't touch him. Did you touch him? No, 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 we didn't touch you, Jesus. Peter, Peter says, uh, Lord, there's like a lot of people around here, God. Uh, God, there's a lot of people around here, Jesus, and we're all like bumping into each other. You sure? You know, you sure about this, Jesus? And they're like, like they're questioning Jesus is like, Jesus, you sure you know what you're talking about, Jesus? And, and Jesus says, Jesus says, He's looking around in the crowd and he's searching people. Like, can you imagine that the whole crowd stops? He's looking around because he knows somebody touched him and he says these words. He says, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. That is, that is incredible. That is incredible. I mean, you think about this. You think about you approach God. You approach Jesus with purpose and intent, belief and trust. 
and power will go from him to you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's miraculous. That's incredible, miraculous power. Somebody tapped into Jesus's power source. This is not just a bumper a touch. This is a request for healing. And of course, Jesus look around, who touched me? I felt power go out of me. And the woman realizes that she has uh, not gone unnoticed. Uh, the, the jolt has happened. She got jolted. He got jolted. They both got shocked. You know how that happens. And she comes trembling before Jesus. She falls at his feet. She falls at his feet, trembling. That's, uh, that's incredible as well. Isn't that a wow moment right there? I mean, this is a wild moment because this is what happens when you come face to face with the power of God. When you come face to face with the power of God, there's only one thing that you're going to do, and that is collapse, tremble in fear. When the power of God comes upon a person like that, and you know God is take a note of you and you just sense that in your spirit and we see that happening over and over again and so this woman somehow explains her story to Jesus Jesus listens to her story and she is instantly healed instantly she is healed and Jesus says to her daughter your faith has healed you, go in peace. Now, her faith, we all know, her faith wasn't in herself. It wasn't like, believe in yourself, like the world is trying to tell everybody, believe in yourself, you can do this. Believe in you, you know, whatever. This is faith, her faith in Jesus. Her faith was in the power of Jesus to heal her. She understood that this does not come from me. I did not like self-heal myself. This is not like the power of positive thinking made me well. This is Jesus, the Son of God, made me well. My faith is in Jesus to do it, and Jesus did it. And her faith has healed her. Her faith in Jesus has made her well. Go in peace, he says. And so number two, the second thing is this. When God shows up, when God steps in, the miracle power of God is at work. That's what we see in this woman. The miracle power of God goes to work time and time again. Unexplainable things happen every day, not just in the way God holds the whole universe and the world together, everything in its place, everything working so that you and I can get up and breathe oxygen and the sun doesn't turn us into french fries and it doesn't freeze us because you know, everything is exactly where God wants it. He holds it all together. But also, not just in all the big things, but also in the way that God hears us. We know that his miracle power is at work in us in the way that God answers our prayers. And the way he makes things happen, they don't just happen. You look back on your life and you realize, man, the hand of God has been doing all of this. I could not do it. I couldn't dream this up. I couldn't do this. It's God. Man, it's so awesome when you come to the realization of what God has been doing in your life. 
then you know he'll, he's going to keep doing it. He wants to keep doing it. I'm going to put my faith in him even more. Trust him even more today than I did yesterday. God, forgive me for my lack of faith in you. Forgive me, God, when I forget all that you have done. And when I look at the stars and the sky and the creation, and I know that you are God, and I know that you made it all, and I still don't believe. How foolish of me. God works miracles. He works miracles. And his purposes are many. And sometimes his purposes are for us directly. They are for us. God is doing things on our behalf. And other times he does them in and around us and through us and with us for the benefit of other people. It's not all about me. It shouldn't all be about us. It shouldn't be what I want, me. It should be about what you want, God, you want. Sometimes we go through things so that God can use us for the benefit of other people. Solomon, look, Solomon said, there is a time for everything on the earth, everything under the sun. That's what Solomon said. He said, there is a time to kill and there is a time to heal. There is a time to tear down and a time to build up. It kind of goes back to the two sides of life. There's the negative, there's the, the, the bad news, and then there's the good news. There's a time to kill, and there's a time to heal. There's a time to tear down. There's a time to build up. And with God, a good, balanced life understands both and lives with eyes wide open, believing, trusting, hoping, this is what I want, presenting to God. God, just, just this is what, this is the cry of my heart. But your will be done, not my will. See, it's all about God's timing, not yours and not mine. God is able to heal anything. He is able to heal any time, and he is able to heal anywhere, and we pray that he does. We pray for this. We cry out for this. We want this. God does not always heal instantly, right? Like he did with this woman and like he did with the lame man last week and then like he did with other people. Some people get healed instantly right there, right now. Sometimes God is working on us in ways that we cannot see, right? He's doing things in and behind the scenes that we're not aware of. We want this to happen for us but God is doing other things in our life, making us better, making us stronger, pushing us, strengthening us, purifying us, forming us more and more into the image of Jesus. And we don't really realize what he's up to. We just know we want this thing. And God realizes it's better for us not to have it right now. That he's pushing us, strengthening us, causing us to have to push ourselves a little bit but also for the benefit of others. God sometimes doesn't answer our prayers right away because he wants to use us. He wants to use us as a testimony and a witness to the people around us. They see our faith. That even though I'm not getting what I want right now, God, I trust God, he is going to do it. And even if he doesn't do it, I'm gonna worship God anyway. See, we gave him our lives. We surrendered all that we are to him. We belong to him to do what he needs when he wants it for his glory and his time. And just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he said a week or two ago, you know, King 
We aren't going to bow down to your statue. We worship the God of heaven and earth, and he is able to deliver us. He is able to do whatever it is we, we ask him to do. But you know what? Even if he doesn't, if he doesn't do it our way, if he doesn't do it in our timing, if he doesn't do it at all, we are going to worship him anyway because he is good, and he is so good to us. And that's the, the, the posture that we're going to live our lives by. God, you are amazing. and We belong to you. Do whatever you want with us, however you want it. Not my will, God, but yours to be done. When God steps in. When God steps in, I got to tell you, incredible, incredible things happen. Things beyond belief, things beyond our expectation. God will take you and move you and curve you in places you never thought you would ever do or go or be a part of, ever. Things, your wildest imagination. You will see things and be a part of things that you never knew were even in existence. It'll be amazing when God steps into your life. So what does this mean for us? This is good news. This is the greatest news of all, that God is with us, that God is for us, that God loves us, and he will never leave us or forsake us. The evidence is overwhelming for us. <laughs> when God steps in, we only need to see. We only need to see the universe, the creation around us. Just open your eyes and you will see that God has stepped in. And we only need to trust and believe with everything in us like this woman did for her healing. She believed that Jesus could do anything and he could do this. And she trusted him with everything in her. She risked it all to go and touch Jesus. I got to tell you, when God steps in, our lives are forever changed. When God steps in, let's pray. God, we love you so much. Step into our world. Step into our lives. Step into our, 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 our little existence, God. Step in like never before, God. We invite you in. We ask you, God, to do something miraculous through us and in us. Help us to trust you and to see you do crazy things in our life. We better hold on, God, because you want to do things that we never imagined. We want to soar on the, the wings of eagles. God, use us for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Love you. Peace out.